Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Tuesday, September 4th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PIC, P-I-C. That's promo code PIC, P-I-C. At DraftKings, there are no season-long commitments And the NFL season is finally upon us. That's right, week one is this coming Sunday, and you can sign up right now for the $2 million play-action contest. That's the $2 million play-action contest for Sunday's week one slate. $2 million given out in total prizes, $200,000 to first place. Just pick your team and follow the action live on your DraftKings app. And, of course, play for free with your first deposit by using promo code PICK. P-I-C, that's promo code PIC, P-I-C, when you sign up at DraftKings.com. Welcome to the show on this Tuesday, September 4th. I am back from a week-long vacation, and I hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend, but uh, gotta get back to it, gotta get right back into it, and it's an exciting time, it always is, when the NFL season begins, because you get the month of August, you know, everybody's going away on vacations, You got some heat waves, you got meaningless preseason football, the Major League Baseball postseason race hasn't officially heated up yet, you know, you don't have NBA, you don't have NHL, the month of August can be kind of a boring month, right? So, the month of September, that means football is here, college football has begun, and regular season football will begin this Thursday, and uh, as you know, throughout the NFL season, and really throughout the entire year, I am here on this show every Monday and Thursday, but uh, before I left for vacation, I told you that I had some good news to share about this show, and an announcement of sorts, so let's get to it. Uh, The announcement and the good news to share is that I have signed a new deal with Podcast One. Uh, I've been a part of Podcast One the last couple of years, but this is a new deal that is basically going to make me and make this show, the Danny Picard Show, a larger part of the new Podcast One Sports Network. Podcast One Sportsnet is what they're calling it. And uh, I'll have a larger part along with other big names like Dan Patrick, Shaquille O'Neal, Rich Eisen, Ross Tucker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Uh, Just to name a couple, there's a whole lot more, but part of this new contract that I have with Podcast One and with Podcast One Sportsnet is that I will be taking part in a season-long NFL Pick'em contest along with other Podcast One Sportsnet personalities, and this will essentially give an upgrade to a segment that I like to call Pick's Picks, and if you've listened to this show over the years, you know that during the NFL season, throughout the NFL season, every Thursday, I give you five NFL winners. I pick those games. I pick those winners, usually with the spread. Uh, but this season, it will not be with the spread. So we'll just call it money line. It's a straight up winner, but it still will be called Picks Picks. And it's an upgrade because, again, it'll be part of this Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. That's what they're calling it, the hashtag Sportsnet Challenge. You'll see me tweet about it in the coming days, but uh, I should let you know that 
This Sportsnet Challenge is presented by Bet Online. Sign up today at betonline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% bonus with college football and the NFL underway. Now is the perfect time to make your online wages at betonline.ag and take full advantage of the best bonuses in the business. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, BetOnline.ag. And here's how it works. So everybody in this contest, myself and the other Podcast One Sportsnet personalities, we will be making five picks a week, four regular picks, and then one lock of the week. And there is a scoring system. You get one point for a win, minus one point for a loss, Two points if you get your lock of the week right. Minus two points if you get your lock of the week wrong. And no points for a tie. And if you want to go keep track yourself, well, you can do that at podcast1sportsnet.com. That's podcast1sportsnet.com. And there's some big names that are a part of this. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, you got Ross Tucker. You got Adam Carolla. You got Rob Riggle, huh? I feel like we should be doing some side bets, right? I feel like we should have a couple side bets going. Maybe we can get Shaq on the phone and figure something out. But Shaq, Adam Carolla, Rob Riggle, he does his his picks. I've been watching Rob Riggle do his picks all the time. Now, he adds some comedy. He adds a comedic value to that. Um... I'm not so sure that I add comedy to mine, though. Some say it's unintentional comedy when I do get them wrong. But, um, yeah, I try to keep it entertaining. I just feel like this should be, along with this Sportsnet Challenge contest, you know, to get the trash talk going a little bit, I feel like this should be a couple side bets, right? I feel like, I mean, I know I'm going to be at the top of the leaderboard when this thing is all said and done. I'm not really concerned about that, but... Um, I feel like this should be something else going. Maybe we'll get that done. Maybe we'll make that happen. You know, we'll get Shaq on the phone or Adam Carolla or Rob Riggle. Uh, maybe they'll send me out to L.A. I think their studios are all out in Beverly Hills, right? We'll, we'll go out there, record a couple shows uh, as part of the Podcast One Sports Network, Podcast One Sportsnet. So um, this should be fun. I'll be making those picks, my first picks for week one. I'll be making them on Thursday's podcast, and I'll be doing it every single Thursday uh, it's just, it's not going to be with the spread. I know some people enjoyed me doing it with the spread. That doesn't mean I won't give you some hints with the spread along the way. I will. Uh, but this Sportsnet challenge and this pick'em contest will not be with the spread. It'll be Moneyline and the straight-up winners to the games. And I feel very confident that I'll be able to do that and I'll be able to win this contest. So we'll see how it plays out. And again, you can track it yourself at Podcast One Sportsnet. Dot com. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to play a larger role at Podcast One. Like I just said, some big names involved. They will be doing some collaborations, right? And and there's some good stuff ahead. Some some good stuff for this show ahead. Uh, it, it's a good place for me to be. It's a great place for me to be. And I'm honored that they would have me. I'm honored that they would want me to sign a contract with them and this new deal that will give me a larger role at the Podcast One Network. So, um, there you go. This These are exciting times, not just for me and this show, but also for the National Football League. And when I was gone last week on vacation, I missed a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on as we got closer to week one. And uh, there were trades 
There were record-breaking contract signings. I mean, where do I begin? I, I guess the biggest story would have to be the Khalil Mack news, right? Khalil Mack traded from the Oakland Raiders to the Chicago Bears for two first-round picks in 2019 and 2020. So the Raiders get a couple picks. They get a couple first-round picks. Chicago gets Khalil Mack, one of the best defensive players in the league, and immediately Chicago signs Khalil Mack to this monster contract, a six-year deal, $141 million with $90 million guaranteed, making Khalil Mack the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the National Football League. So, I mean, just so much with that move alone, that trade and that signing. But then you got, you know, the Aaron Rodgers contract extension, which makes him, what, the highest paid player in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers signs a four-year extension with the Green Bay Packers, $134 million with $103 million guaranteed. And you know what? The total value of this contract with incentives could go up to $180 million total. That's crazy. So Aaron Rodgers, he is basically going to finish his career with the Green Bay Packers and uh, just a, a monster deal there. Just you look at the $103 million guaranteed alone, and that's some eye-opening stuff. And then you had, you know, maybe lost in the shuffle, but, but it shouldn't be lost in the shuffle, is the Odell Beckham Jr. contract. Odell Beckham Jr. signs a new deal with the New York Giants, a five-year deal for $95 million with $65 million guaranteed. You know, in the NFL, all you need to really do is look at the guaranteed money. But that's a whole lot of it for Odell Beckham Jr. And, of course, then the contracts that haven't been signed, you look at Des Bryant, still not with the team, at least not with the team as I record this show on Tuesday, September 4th. Uh, by the time you listen to this, maybe he does sign with the team. But Des Bryant did tweet out, last week that he could wait until maybe the middle of the season to sign with the team. So he doesn't seem to be in a rush with playing a full uh, one full NFL season. And now here's the deal with that. If you're Des Bryant and you're going to tweet out and even acknowledge that you're not going to sign before week one and you're going to basically play a shortened season, then you're basically also acknowledging that you're basically also acknowledging that you're, you're going to sign a one-year deal that isn't going to, you know, he's not going to sign an Odell Beckham Jr. contract. He's just not. And now he might be able to do that next offseason, but I think he's going to need to prove himself because obviously there are teams with questions. If there weren't questions, then, you know, the Cleveland Browns wouldn't have offered him a one-year deal less than $5 million in, in a base salary. And that was the, the offer that the Cleveland Browns made to Des Bryant, a one-year deal for less than five mil base salary. And, and Des Bryant basically laughed at that. Now, if you're Des Bryant and you're going to have to come to grips with the fact that you're signing a, a one-year deal around $5 million, maybe less than that in base salary, are you going to do that for the Cleveland Browns? Or are you going to do that for the New England Patriots? And... The last time I talked to you before last week's vacation, I went on a little rant on this podcast about how I thought Des Bryant would be a perfect fit for the Patriots if he is willing to accept that type of contract. Now, if that's the only type of contract that's out there for him, if you're Des Bryant, why would you accept that with the Cleveland Browns? Makes no sense. So obviously you reject that, right? 
I don't know when Des Bryant's going to sign. I don't know how much he's going to sign for. I don't know when he's going to sign it. But it doesn't look like he's going to sign it before week one because week one begins Thursday night with Atlanta versus Philly on Thursday night football. And, and so the full slate on Sunday and then two games on Monday night. So, I mean, if you're Des Bryant, I, I think with that tweet last week, you're acknowledging the fact that, you know, unless something crazy happens here in the next couple hours, the next couple days, you're acknowledging that you're going to wait until the season begins to sign a contract. And if that's the case, it's probably going to be a one-year deal at, you know, and a salary that, that's, that's not eye-opening in a good way. And if you're going to have to do that, aren't you going to do it with the contender? I mean, look, the, not to go on another Des Bryant rant, but for all the talk with him being a guy that has baggage, him being a guy that's a hothead, you know, what do you think of when you think of Des Bryant? You think of a, you think of a diva wide receiver that's chasing his quarterback up and down the sideline, yelling at him, get me the damn football, right? That's kind of what you think of. Now, it's not a good look. I'm not saying that's a good look. But I ask you, what comes first? The chicken or the egg? Because that's the question you got to ask with Des Bryant. What comes first with him? And what does he really want? I mean, you can make the argument that Des Bryant just wants to win. That Des Bryant just wants to play for a quarterback that's going to get him the damn ball or at least going to put the team in a position late in the year where they're playing in the playoffs to be able to get him the damn ball in a big spot in the divisional round or the, or the conference championship. That's where he wants to be again, right? The moment with, with the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers where we're saying, oh, was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Des Bryant's involved in that play. Yeah, he would love to be in that type of situation again. Maybe that's it. And maybe he just wants to play with a team and a quarterback that can put him in that situation. Well, I got the team for him. The New England Patriots. That's the team. That's the team for him. Patriots have room on the depth chart, uh, especially with Julian Edelman suspended the first four games of the season with the PED suspension. But even even if Edelman wasn't suspended, I'd be telling you, hey, you could use him. If it's going to be a one-year deal at, at a smaller salary in which, he's, which he knows, like, hey, I'm gambling on myself here, and then I'm going to have a big season, and then I'm going to attack free agency next year. And I'm going to get that multi-year contract. Yeah, Similar to what I thought was going to happen with Eric Decker. Now, Eric Decker retires, and I was wrong with him. But I told you that the one-year deal with Eric Decker that wasn't really a huge risk for the Patriots because there wasn't a lot of guaranteed money. I think it was like 75000 guaranteed. You know, I, that's not a risk for the Patriots. It was low risk, high reward. And maybe seeing a guy in his early 30s that was going to play for a multi-year deal next offseason with another team, and this would be the year he proves himself with a Patriots team that obviously has a chance to do something special once again. Now, Decca just retired. I don't, I, don't, you know, I don't know that he has no football left. For all I know, the Eric Decca stuff is the Patriots going to him saying, nah, it didn't work out. Because if you watch the preseason games, you know it didn't work out. It didn't. I thought maybe it would. Right? I thought maybe Bill Belichick would pull a rabbit out of his hat with this one, but it didn't work out. Patriots, they might have gone to Eric Decker and said, this isn't going to work. So we're either going to cut you. It's going to be a very bad look for you if you do still want to play. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a bad look. So we can either cut you or you can, I don't know, you want to say you're retiring and then 
maybe let a team call you. I'll let your agent call a team and say, yeah, in three weeks, maybe you got that itch again. But in reality, you just couldn't cut it here, but maybe you can cut it somewhere else. We're not going to make you look bad by cutting you. I don't know, maybe that's what happened with him. But anyways, the Patriots have room in the depth shot to add a receiver. And if Des Bryant, who tweets out he might not sign with a team until the season begins, then I think he's acknowledging that he's not signing a blockbuster deal this year. He's going to maybe try to play for one next offseason. And if it is low money, if you're the Patriots, I guess I say why not. But we'll see what happens with him. But a lot of news with signings, or like I said, non-signings, uh, the Khalil Mack stuff's the biggest stuff, though, because you got a lot of people knocking the Raiders. A lot of people crushing the Raiders. You know what that is? That's a knee-jerk reaction. Knee-jerk to a, to a big name. and To a big name in a league that sees big names come and go quicker than any other sport. Right? Give me another league in which you see a big name come and go quicker than the National Football League, whether it's due to injury, whether it's due to a combination of maybe nagging injuries and, and just, you know, not having the determination of, of playing a full NFL season and the grind of that with training camp and the preseason and the regular season. I mean, give me another sport where you see big-name players come and go as quick as you do in the National Football League. A lot of people with a knee-jerk reaction. See the Oakland Raiders trade Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears. They see the Bears right away open up the checkbook and say, what do you want, kid? What do you want? We want you to go after Aaron Rodgers twice a year, right? What do you want for that? What do you want? All right, we'll give you six years, 141 mil, 90 million guaranteed. We'll make you the highest paid defensive player in the history of the league. To me... It's a knee-jerk reaction to look at that trade and go, oh, the John Gruden sucks. The Raiders suck. They're idiots, right? Can't believe they do this. They have a chance to do something special, and they're just going to get rid of one of the top defensive players in the league. They're also going to give a second-round pick in, what is it, in 2019 or 2020 to go along with the picks that they'd received? You know, I thought it was crazy to see how quickly... So many people were jumping all over the Raiders. Correct me if I'm wrong with Khalil Mack. He hadn't shown up, right? I mean, John Gruden hadn't even met the guy yet. And we're deep in a training camp. Week one begins this week. You're going to knock the coach for that? No, the player didn't show up. Khalil Mack didn't show up. There was a contract negotiation that John Gruden even said in a press conference, didn't it, it didn't feel like it was going to go their way. Didn't feel like it was going to go Oakland's way. You know, John Gruden, the, the Raiders front office ownership, they didn't, they didn't have a good feeling about Khalil Mack. And, and I don't know the terms or the numbers that Oakland was throwing at Khalil Mack, but he wasn't there. He, he didn't show up. And, he, and, and the Raiders had just picked up the option, his fifth-year option. I think it was going to give him like 13 mil. He still didn't show up. Still didn't show up. So, I mean, are the Raiders that crazy to do this for two first-round picks? I, I don't think so. And what else is going on with Khalil Mack? I mean, again, a league in which we see big-name players come and go as quick as they do. Injuries are a real thing. You know, Khalil Mack, is there something else going on there? I just think so many people were so quick 
to say, oh, Raiders lost this trade. Eh, I don't know, man. I, You know, if they couldn't get a deal done and he wasn't going to show up, what do you, if you're the Raiders and you can get two first-round picks, especially from an organization like the Bears that, I mean, what have the Bears done? Yeah, they got Trubisky. Yeah, they got a, they got a nice running back in Howard. Now they got a top defensive player. They, you know, the Bears, we know they're built, they like to be built on defense. But, I mean, you know, what if, what if that doesn't pan out? Is there a guarantee that any of that, any of those things that I just mentioned with Chicago pans out? There's no guarantee there. There's no, there's no guarantee there, especially in a division with Green Bay, who just locked up Aaron Rodgers, a Green Bay Packers team that, you know, I, I think could do something special this year and, you know, the following years. So if you're Oakland, I mean, you still got your quarterback. You still got your big play offensive players, you know, you still got a couple players on, on defense. I, I don't know that Oakland is in. Look, anytime you get rid of a player like that, you, you're going to take, you know, your defense, you're going to take a hit, right? And, and people are going to question you about that. But, I mean, look, I live in a town. I, I root for a team that, <laughs> that, that handles business like this, like Oakland handled it. And it, it always seems to work out for them. I, I'm not guaranteeing you that it works out for Oakland. I'm just going to tell you right now that I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the sky is falling on the Raiders. And I don't like how Raiders players were tweeting out, like, what? Like, I, you know, they woke up the, the morning of the trade and they, they were tweeting out how they couldn't believe it. See, that's a bigger problem to me than trading Khalil Mack. Like, if you're going to make moves like this based on contract negotiations and and based on holdouts and, and players making their contracts and their, you know, their bank accounts bigger than the ultimate goal for the team. If you, if, if you want to handle that stuff like the Patriots handle it, that's fine. That's fine. I do think Oakland still has a whole lot of talent. I do. I think they have a whole lot of talent. You want to handle it like the Patriots? That's fine. But now you got players speaking out on Twitter, social media. You know, if you're Oakland, you got to handle that. That's a bigger problem than anything, in my opinion. Like, like you got to bring them in the room, have a meeting, you know, Call someone in the office. Who are the leaders on that team? Now's the time to show who you are. The leaders on the Oakland Raiders, now the time to show your face. Show your face. Pull someone in the room, grab them by the throat, and say, shut the fuck up. Okay? That, there's going to be none of that here. I don't mean literally grab them by the throat, any, you know, for the people that might take that comment out of context. But you get what I'm saying. You know, put your foot down. Right? Put your foot down. Throw the hammer down on these guys and say, that's not how business is going to work here. Khalil Mack was a great player. It's, it's tough to see him go. But we have a lot of talent on this football team, and we have the opportunity still to do something special even without him. And you know they get two first-round picks. They're not going to see that till 2019, 2020. Those could be damn good picks. You maybe could package those two picks. Who knows? Move up to get a top-five pick. Could happen. I'm not... I don't think Oakland's done, though. And I can't tell you that Khalil Mack puts Chicago over the top. He's a, he's a very good, great defensive player. But I still think that's Green Bay's division. I do. I think it's Green Bay's division. I mean, 
you know, Green Bay, you got Minnesota. It's a, it's a tough division. Khalil Mack doesn't make Chicago a Super Bowl contender. He doesn't. And the fact that Oakland lost him, you know, if he wasn't going to show up, I think that gets lost in translation of the whole thing. Khalil Mack wasn't showing up. (laughs) And if you couldn't get him to show up, you got two first-round picks for him. Hey, that's the NFL. That's the NFL. At least that's the NFL I know with the way the New England Patriots handle business like that. But those are some of the biggest stories that I missed during vacation. And uh, I guess that leads me right in to my picks, my predictions. You know, I'm going to give picks picks on Thursday. My podcast one, Sportsnet Challenge, I'll give those picks Thursday. Also every Thursday, I'll keep doing the DraftKings Gotta Have Them Play of the week in which I give you one NFL player that you just gotta have in Sunday's slate on your DraftKings app. And again, the promo code is PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com to play for free with your first deposit. So I'll be giving that on Thursday as well. But right now, on this Tuesday, September 4th, I figured, why should we wait for my season predictions? And I get a couple different predictions that I'm going to make. I'm going to give you my season predictions with division winners, and even playoffs, and even Super Bowl 53 champion. I'm going to give you all that. But uh, I thought something else that I'd like to do every year is, I'll give you a little Picks Picks special edition here on a Tuesday, and what feels like a Monday, right? Um, Picks Picks special edition. I'm going to give you five teams and the over-under on their win totals. Love doing this every year, but I'm only going to give you five teams. Not going to go through every team so, picks, picks, special edition, five teams and their win totals in the over-under. Um, and, and these are ones that I feel confident in. They are. They're ones I feel confident in heading into the season. My first one I'm going to give you is the Denver Broncos. The win total over-under for them is seven. Seven. For the Denver Broncos. You might be asking yourself right now, who's Denver's quarterback? <laughs> who's the Denver Broncos quarterback? It's probably what you're asking yourself. They had five wins last season. And this year, their quarterback is Case Keenum. Case Keenum, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, led the Vikings to a division championship to 13 wins last year. I don't think Case Keenum's going to lead the Denver Broncos to 13 wins, but you can't deny that he has offensive weapons on that Denver offense. He does. He's got weapons. Case Keenum has weapons. Seven? They had five wins last year at Denver. Case Keenum with the Vikings at 13. I'd say somewhere in the middle is around seven or eight, but I tell you what, I guess I'm teasing my, my season predictions here. I could see Denver getting into the tournament. In the AFC, I could absolutely see the Denver Broncos. I could see them winning more than seven games. And so I'm going to take the over. I'm taking Denver and the over on win total, which is seven. I think the Broncos will have more than seven wins this season. And then I'm going to stick with the AFC. Uh, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. The over-under is nine. Let's, what do we got with the Jaguars? Over under is nine wins. Last year, Jacksonville had 10. Won their division. Lost to the Patriots. You know, they had a nice little season from Blake Bortles. And, uh, you know, they got Leonard Fournette. They got some weapons. But 
Jacksonville, I mean, they got injuries as well now, but they also got suspensions that their own organization is handing out to two of their best defensive players. So, I mean, I, I don't understand what Jacksonville is doing with those suspensions, but they're not helping themselves. The over-under is nine. They won 10 last year. I think they're going to have a down year. I think Bortles might have a down year. People are going to be high on Blake Bortles. I think, eh, I'm not high on Blake Bortles. So with that, I am going to tell you that Jacksonville is going to have less than nine wins. I could see them having an eight and eight, maybe seven and nine season. I'm going to take the under with Jacksonville. The Jaguars, under nine wins this season. So, Denver over seven, Jacksonville under nine, and then sticking with the AFC, I'm going with the Patriots. The over-under is 11 and a half. This is the highest over-under in the league. Uh, The Steelers, Eagles, and Vikings are closest at 10 and a half, but nobody else is 11 and a half. Nobody else is even 11. Patriots, the highest over-under in the league at 11 and a half with their win total, projected win total in Vegas. And I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Patriots over. Patriots had 13 wins last year. I don't see them losing this division. Um, They're a team that is looking to advance to the eighth straight AFC championship. That is absolutely insane. I want you to say that five times out loud. The Patriots are looking to advance to the eighth straight AFC championship in their third straight Super Bowl. We know how last season ended. Right? It's been it's been a longer offseason than usual because of that loss to the Eagles. Right? It is. It's been a longer offseason than usual. But uh they're looking to get back, and they very well could get back. Super Bowl 53 on February 3rd in Atlanta. Patriots could be there. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl at plus 700. So why can't they have over 11 and a half wins? Again, they had 13 wins last year. I could see them with 12. I think 12-4 and at the very least. I got them going. My own personal prediction as I pull out the Patriots schedule, I got them winning 13. I do. I got them winning 13. I mean, what are the games? I always factor in a divisional loss on the road. So we'll say at Miami in week 14, a Sunday at one game. Uh, We'll look at at home against Green Bay, Sunday, November 4th. What's that, week 9? Maybe they'll lose that one to Green Bay. Um, you know, then maybe, I don't know, against Indianapolis maybe at home. Maybe they sleep on Indy. Maybe Indy's pretty good with Andrew Luck's return. That's a Thursday night game. It's a short week. Uh, week 5, October 4th. Eh, I mean, maybe they lose that one. You know, that's that's three losses. I got them 13-3. and three. I have Patriots 13-3, and three, which gives them the over. Because the over-under win total is 11.5. I'm taking the Patriots over 11.5. So you got Denver over 7, Jacksonville under 9, Patriots over 11.5. And And then to the NFC, I got two NFC teams I'm going to give you. New Orleans Saints. The over-under is 9.5. I'm taking the over. New Orleans, last year, 11 wins. Wins the division. Alvin Kamara, just as dangerous a weapon as you're going to get. Uh, New Orleans has weapons offensively. 
Uh, there have been there's a story out there this offseason that Drew Brees, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to retire. I don't know if that is. I don't know if that's inside information or not. Who did that come from? Reggie Bush, I think. Maybe it is inside information. Let's put it this way. Let's say it is inside information for a team that won the division last year with 11 wins. Very tough division. That NFC South with Carolina, Atlanta, eh, Tampa Bay is going to suck. But, you know, Carolina and Atlanta are going to be very good as well. I, I still think New Orleans wins the division, and I think they win more than nine and a half, so I take the over. Even if it's 10, I may, you know, that could be a dogfight of a division. That could be enough to win that division. Maybe they win 11 again. Maybe they win 12. Hey, New Orleans is going to win more than nine and a half, and I think they're going to have a special season, at least a special regular season, not to tease my playoff predictions that I'm going to give you in a minute, not to tease them too much. But New Orleans, I'm going to take the Saints over nine and a half wins because I think Drew Brees, if that, if those reports are true, he's clearly motivated to, to, to look at this season and say, this could be it for me. You know, let's empty the tank. Not that he doesn't empty the tank, but you, you get that. You know, you, sometimes you get that when a, when a veteran player like that steps up and said, hey, boys, this is my last year. You know, there's an extra little sense of motivation in that room for the guys that want to get him one more ring. And maybe that's the thing that keeps them at top of that division. I don't know. But I do think the Saints have a lot of talent, at least on the offensive end. And uh, I think they'll win more than nine and a half. So I'm taking New Orleans over nine and a half wins this season. Denver over seven. Jacksonville under nine. Patriots over 11 and a half. New Orleans over nine and a half. And then my fifth and final team that I'm going to give you, Green Bay over 10. Aaron Rodgers, injury plague season last year. Packers won seven games. You remember, Brett Hundley was a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers had that collarbone injury. He ended up coming back late in the season when Green Bay was mathematically still alive in the playoff race. But then, you know, I think he threw, what did he throw, like three picks against Carolina or something? And uh, get a little banged up, and then that was it. They that was it, and then he went back, sat back down. You know, no need. The season was over. They were officially eliminated. He didn't play the rest of the year. Green Bay had a seven and nine season, but he's back, and he's got a new contract. And look, if he stays healthy, Green Bay should have more than ten wins. They should have more than ten wins, and they should win this division. I know Minnesota had thirteen wins in the division last year. Minnesota's got a new quarterback in Kirk Cousins. I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins guy. I'm not. I, You know, part of that might be that I had him in my DraftKings lineup a lot last year, and every time I had him, he shit the bed. He likes to throw it. It's not always accurate. It's not always the smart throw. And for that reason, I don't really trust Kirk Cousins. I don't. So I don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to make Minnesota better. I'm being dead serious. I don't know. They had 13 wins last year. Green Bay should win this division. I think they're going to. And I think they should have more than 10 wins if they do. I'm going to take Green Bay over 10 wins, which means my five over-unders that I'm going to give you this year. Denver over seven. Jacksonville under nine. Patriots over 11 and a half. Saints over nine and a half. And Green Bay over 10. So four overs and one under. That's Picks Picks Special Edition win totals for the 2018 
NFL season. And you might be thinking, Danny, why didn't you hit the music for that? Picks, picks? No, no music? Hey, I, the reason I didn't hit the music is because I'm about to hit the damn music right now. My season predictions for 2018 in the National Football League. I give you division winners. I give you the playoffs. Oh, I got it all mapped out, baby. Everything is mapped out all the way through the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 53, Sunday, February 3rd in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm trying to get there. We're trying to be there for this one, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe I head down with Podcast One now. You know, maybe we, we do something with them to get down to the Super Bowl. But um, we're gonna, I'm going to be there for that. We're, that's, that's one of my other predictions for this year is that I'm going to be in Atlanta uh, the last week of January and the first week of February. We're going to be recording, whether it's this podcast, whether it's my video game show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which you can watch on YouTube right now. Subscribe, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Now that I'm back from vacation, we're going to be recording a couple more episodes for that. So uh, make sure you go subscribe. It's free to subscribe. And we got some more giveaways coming. I, I can't guarantee we have another Madden 19 giveaway, but we definitely have an NHL 19 giveaway and an NBA Live 19 giveaway coming. I'm, I should be getting codes for those games this week, I think. So... A lot of good stuff happened, a lot of fun stuff on the show, and maybe we'll be recording some of those shows for Pick Up Your Sticks down at the Super Bowl. But my prediction is I will be there for it. But we have a full season to watch and analyze before we even can get to the playoffs to see who's going to play in Super Bowl 53. But I have it all mapped out for you right now, as I said, which means without further ado... Let's give you my predictions for the 2018 NFL season and playoffs. Hit the music. Let's begin. Oh, yeah, that music's great, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Let's just begin with the AFC East. And you know where I'm going. I already told you. I didn't even need to tell you, and you would already know. The AFC East champion is going to be the New England Patriots. They are the favorite to win the division. They are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They'll win the AFC East. And I even have the Patriots once again being the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, they have Julian Edelman suspended the first four games. Yeah, they don't have Danny Amendola anymore. Yeah, you look at the receiving core and you're like, eh, they could use another wide receiver. But you also have to remember that Rob Gronkowski is basically a wide receiver, even though technically he's a tight end on the depth shot on paper. But come on, Gronk lines up on the outside as well. Gronk, Hogan, the running backs that they have being used as wide receivers this time. The Patriots are going to be just fine with their depth shot on the wide receiver core. The, The problem I think the Patriots will have is what are they doing at left tackle? And if if they don't have the left tackle position figured out, what's the offensive line? What's the rest of the offensive line going to look like? That group needs to be in sync. And if they're not, maybe this thing looks a little ugly early on, or maybe you get some other injury, lose a guy in the offensive line, and, and things fall apart in the middle of the year. 
I'm so curious to see what the offensive line for the New England Patriots looks like because you don't have Nate Solder at left tackle anymore, and I don't know what that spot is going to look like. And it's an important spot. You're covering Tom Brady's backside. Tom Brady can, you know, he can talk about pliability and 400-page cookbooks and and rubber bands and Alex Guerrero all he wants, but at the end of the day, he's 41 years old, and if he gets hit from his backside, it's going to hurt, and it's going to hurt him more today than it did yesterday. So you got to cover that spot. What's that going to look like? What's the O-line going to look like? I think that'll be the team's biggest issue here moving forward. Uh, But one thing I've learned with offensive lines, they can be fixed. They can be fixed throughout a season. And I'm expecting, if it looks bad at first, I'm expecting the Patriots to fix it so much so that they will win the division once again. I'm taking the Patriots to win the AFC East. Then the AFC North. I'm going with Pittsburgh. They're the favorite to win this division, obviously. And, you know, there are some questions there with Le'Veon Bell. Like, when's he going to show up, right? (laughs) When's Le'Veon Bell going to show up? And because of that, you look at that division and you think, well, could this be a year maybe Baltimore sneaks into that spot? Baltimore does have some weapons on the offensive side. Um, You know, is this a year maybe Cleveland makes that jump up in the Cleveland that would be quite a leap huh no wins 0-16 to what to 10 wins that's not gonna happen I don't care how much you like like watching pod knocks on HBO don't get me wrong it's an entertaining series it, it might even be the most entertaining hard knocks that that I've seen in the history of the series but I'm not gonna give Cleveland more than you know if you want to say they'll have five wins I, I think that maybe is being generous. So they're not going to win this division. Look, it's Pittsburgh's division, right? It's their division. They had 13 wins last year. And granted, they got some contract issues with the running back. They still have other weapons. They still have Big Ben. It's still the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to win the AFC North. There's a reason they're the favorite to do so. And, uh, you know, I'm expecting the Le'Veon Bell situation to sort of work itself out. Steelers will win the AFC North, which brings us to the AFC South. And um, I got Houston. Houston last year, four wins, but that was because Deshaun Watson got hurt. That was because J.J. Watt got hurt. Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, they're back. They're ready. Yeah, they're in New England week one on Sunday at 1 o'clock. That's a tough game to start the season for them. But Houston, in this division, Jacksonville won it last year with 10 wins. Tennessee was in second with nine wins. Tennessee was a playoff team. Indy had four wins. Andrew Luck's returning. This division is going to be tougher this year than it was last year. But I still think when you have Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt healthy, Houston, I think they're going to be the best team in the division. It might only take nine wins to get there. But I'm going to say they'll get there. But in fact, I think Houston, I mean, they're the co-favorite with the Jaguars to win the AFC South. I think Houston not only wins the AFC South, I think they get a first-round bye. I think they become the two-seed. I think Houston is going to be that good because I think Deshaun Watson is that good, and I think the return of J.J. Watt is going to be that big. Uh, The Texans, I think they're ready to make some noise in the AFC, and I think they win the AFC South and get a first-round bye in the playoffs. I'm not saying they'll be better than the Patriots, but uh, I I think they'll be right there with them to get a first round by Texans will be the two seed winning the AFC South and then the AFC West 
Hey, the team that has the worst odds to win this division is the Oakland Raiders. They had six wins last year. They just traded one of the best defensive players in the game in Khalil Mack for draft picks. I, I already broke that one down for you. I don't think Oakland is going to be as bad as maybe people are saying after the Khalil Mack trade. I think people might be overreacting to that. That's a big piece of the puzzle you're losing, but they still have weapons offensively. They're in a division in which Alex Smith no longer in Kansas City. Say what you want about Alex Smith. He's a good quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over. He helped Kansas City get the 10 wins and win that division last year. The Chargers, Phillip Rivers, really? You're going to put your money on Phillip Rivers? He had nine wins last year. Good luck with that. The Denver Broncos, I think they could be good with Case Keenum. They had five wins last year. But Oakland, to me, this is a team that not too long ago, a lot of people, including myself, were picking them to do some special stuff in the AFC. I think they could get back to that. I really do, even without Khalil Mack. You know, even without Khalil Mack. Figure it out defensively with a next-man-up approach. And offensively, you got a big big arm at quarterback. He likes to throw the football. He's got a couple big weapons. Oakland, I think, is going to be just fine. So much so that they're going to win the AFC West. They have the worst odds in the division to do it. But I think Oakland's going to do it. I'll take Oakland. Your AFC West champions. And then the AFC wildcard teams, you might be surprised by this. I have Denver, and I have Indianapolis. I already talked about Denver. I told you their over-under win total was going to be more than what? I think it was seven, did I just tell you? Um, the over-under win total? Yeah, over seven. I think I think Case Keenum, I think those weapons on offense, Denver's defense... You know, Denver's a tough place to play. I think the Broncos get into the tournament as a wildcard team. I really do. And the other wildcard team, Indianapolis, the Colts. Andrew Luck will return. T.Y. Hilton's going to love that. Jack Doyle's going to love it. Jack Doyle, who was somebody you had to have, really, in your DraftKings lineup last year. But, I mean, with the return of Andrew Luck, it turns this Indianapolis Colts team into, I don't want to say a Super Bowl contender, but I certainly think a team that should be at least at, at least on the cusp of getting into the playoffs. And I'm going to put them in. I'm going to put them in. Luck returns. They have a big year. And they just sneak in as the sixth seed. And so my six playoff teams in the AFC, the Patriots, Houston, Pittsburgh, Oakland, Denver, and Indianapolis. Which brings me to the NFC. We'll begin with the NFC East, and this is going to be surprising to a lot of people as well. The Eagles are the defending champs. They had 13 wins last year. All right, you want you want to go out on a limb? You want a prediction that goes out on a limb? I don't have the Eagles in the playoffs. I don't have them in the playoffs. If you don't win your division in the NFC, if you don't win your division in the NFC, it's a dogfight. This division is a lot better than the AFC top to bottom. You know, if you don't win your division in the NFC, you might be going up against teams like Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, San Fran, Seattle, right? That's a that's a that's gonna be a tough battle. I didn't even mention Dallas. So I mean, you gotta win your division. I don't have Philly winning the division. I don't have Dallas winning this division. I don't have the Giants winning this division. I have the Washington Redskins winning the NFC East. They had seven wins last year. I kind of already told you. 
Kirk Cousins? Man, I just... I, look, he likes to throw. People like that he likes to throw. He had that moment where he's like... What did he say when he was running back to the locker room? You like that? Huh? You like that? Uh, whatever he said. It was dumb. It was stupid. But it was sort of WWF-esque. And people loved it. Um, and, and, you know, I think maybe people see a moment like that. And they maybe put a guy on a pedestal. I'll say it. They put Kirk Cousins on a pedestal. I'm not going to do that. The Washington Redskins have Alex Smith. And Alex Smith is, in my opinion, the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League. He's a former number one pick. He is somebody that has led multiple teams to the playoffs. And uh, I like him. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he joins a Washington team that now, who they got? Adrian Peterson? Is that Adrian Peterson as their running back? I mean, he's going to be their starter. For all we know, he's going to be an animal, which would help Alex Smith. I think Washington is actually going to be better without Kirk Cousins and with Alex Smith. And I'm going to pick them to win the NFC East. I don't see it with Dallas. I don't. Certainly don't see it with the Giants who had three wins last year. And Philly, maybe there's a Super Bowl hangover there. They're going to have Nick Foles starting the season as their quarterback. It's not going to be Wentz. You know, Wentz, he's still, de- he's still coming back and recovering from that knee injury. But Nick Foles, all right. Look, I tipped my cap to him in the playoffs. Had a big game. He had a big postseason. Got to tip your cap to Nick Foles. I'm not trying to knock him for that. But I think along a full season, coming off a Super Bowl, maybe some defensive coordinators figure him out a little bit, find a way to get to him, find a way to make him turn the football over, which is something he's done in the past. I just, I think this could be a year in which Eagles fans are very disappointed after a Super Bowl win, and maybe that Super Bowl hangover will be a real thing for them. I do not have Philly going to the playoffs. I have Washington winning this division. They have the worst odds to win the division, and I'll take them to win it. Washington will win the NFC East. The NFC North, Green Bay, already told you. Uh, They have the second best odds, actually, to win this division behind the Vikings. But I have Green Bay not only winning the NFC North, I have them as the one seed in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers returns. I think you know how that's going to go down. The Packers had seven wins last year in third place in that division. Minnesota won the division with 13. Uh, I could see Minnesota taking a couple steps back. And I I could see Green Bay taking a couple huge steps forward. I get the Packers winning. Maybe it's 12, maybe it's 13. Green Bay wins the NFC North and is the one seed in the NFC. In the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints, they're the favorite to win this division. They won it last year with 11 wins. I have them as the two seed. Also getting the first round by in the playoffs. I told you about how Drew Brees might be telling people behind the scenes that he's preparing for this to be his last year. That can lead to some motivation in the room. They also have one of the most devastating offensive weapons in their backfield in Alvin Kamara who can catch it out of the backfield and can turn anything into a big play. And that opens some things up deep down the field. Uh, for some of those wideouts that they have. Michael Thomas, I mean, I I just think New Orleans is ready to once again have a big year, and they might have 12 wins this season. I'm taking the Saints to win the NFC South. And in the NFC West, 
Well, they won the division last year with 11 wins, and I'm sticking with them. They're going to have an even bigger year this year. The L.A. Rams, they bring in Brandon Cooks. They have a couple big contract signings. They're throwing money around left and right, but let's not hide from the fact that they have a very good young quarterback who could make that leap into being a great quarterback in Jared Goff. And then to go along with Todd Gurley in the backfield, the Rams are stacked offensively. They got a nice defense I don't think they should have any problems in this division. I don't have San Fran making the playoffs. You'll see some people who are high on Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy G might have a nice year. He's not going to go undefeated. And, you know, he's going to have maybe a tough time in Seattle, right? Arizona's going to be terrible. But against the Rams, you got to play them twice. I just think L.A., no fluke last season. They have taken all the right steps in the right direction. They have some good young talent that could turn into great young talent this year. Rams could win 12. They could win 13. Um, I, I think they're going to have a big season. Maybe not as big a regular season as Green Bay or New Orleans, but I still take the LA Rams to win the NFC West once again. And then my two wildcard teams in the NFC going to have Minnesota as that five seed and then Atlanta as that six seed trying to be that Cinderella six seed to run through the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl which is in their own building but you got to get through the playoffs first and my playoff predictions I'll begin with the AFC wild card round let's run through it first round of the playoffs the three seed Pittsburgh Steelers will beat the six seed Indianapolis Colts in Pittsburgh then the four-seed Raiders will beat the five-seed Broncos in an AFC West showdown in Oakland. Home field advantage is going to be huge there, and Oakland will have that, and they will win that game, which brings us to the divisional round. The one-seed Patriots will beat the four-seed Oakland Raiders, and then the two-seed Houston Texans will defeat the three-seed Pittsburgh Steelers. That game being in Houston will be huge and end up being the thing that puts the Texans over the top and a three-point win over Pittsburgh. Three-point win over Pittsburgh. Danny, what are you fucking nuts? You're already, you're already taking the spreads or telling the scores for these games? Hey, that's how I see it. Could be close. In Houston, that gives the Texans the edge. I'll take Houston over Pittsburgh, which means the Patriots will host the Houston Texans in the AFC Championship Come on, you know who I'm taking there. I'm taking New England. Maybe Houston will learn their lesson and not wear their Letterman jackets to Gillette Stadium this time around in the playoffs. Houston, hey, you'll tip your captain them. They had a nice season, but they won't beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship. The Patriots going back to the Super Bowl for the third straight year in the NFC. Let's get to the wild card round, the NFC, the first round. I'll take the three-seeded Rams over the six-seeded Falcons in L.A. Then I'll take the five-seeded Vikings with an upset. No, maybe not an upset. I'll take Minnesota, though, the five-seed over the four-seed Washington Redskins, which brings us to the divisional round in the NFC. The one-seed Packers will beat the five-seed Vikings, and then the three-seed Rams will go into New Orleans, and they will upset the two-seed New Orleans Saints, which brings us to an NFC championship of Rams-Packers in Green Bay. And I'm going to go with the Rams on the road, beating Green Bay, setting us up for a Super Bowl 53 of Patriots-Rams. 
almost 20 years later, the, uh, the rematch, yeah, it's not the greatest show on turf anymore with the Rams in LA, but it's pretty damn close to it. Still, I'm gonna take the Patriots to win this one as well. Patriots over the Rams in Super Bowl 53. The New England Patriots will be our Super Bowl champions, which will then lead everybody to ask the question, will Tom Brady win and walk away on top? And I'll answer that question for you. I'll give my prediction and answer that question for you. Patriots will win the Super Bowl. And no, Tom Brady will not walk away on top. You know why? Because if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, that means he's still at the top of his game. And if I know Tom Brady, which I do, just not on a personal level, but, you know, from the level of um, a fan slash media member, I know Tom Brady. He ain't walking away if he's still on top. That's the competitive dude that, that he is. So uh, I actually think maybe if he loses another Super Bowl, I don't know, maybe he'd walk away. No, Tom Brady's not done after this season. But he especially won't be done if he wins a Super Bowl. And that's what I predict. You could say, Danny, you're a, you know, you, you, you're sitting here in New England and Boston and you're rooting for the Pats. You say they're 13-3, and three, you know, division winners, Super Bowl champ. Take your Patriots jersey off when you do the show. I don't have it on, okay? I don't have a Patriots jersey on. But I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, even if I lived in Philly and I sat here and I said Patriots won the Super Bowl, would it be crazy? No, they're the favorite. The odds-on favorite in Vegas to win. To win it all. And they have the best quarterback in the league. They have the best coach in the league. And, you know, they still have weapons. My biggest question, again, will be at that left tackle position. What's that going to look like? Because it's a big spot for anybody who steps into that and tries to keep that spot. So uh, those are my picks, my predictions for the 2018 NFL season. I will be back on Thursday to give you Picks Picks, the first installment of Picks Picks for this NFL season. It won't be with the spread, but uh, it will be part of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. Again, go to podcastonesportsnet.com. To follow along and check out the season-long weekly standings, I'm excited to be a part of it, and I hope you can join me on Thursday. I'll also give my DraftKings Gotta Have Them Play of the Week. I'll be doing that again. So uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, also at Podcast One. Go to PodcastOne.com. You can get it. DannyPicard.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, all forms of social media. Just hit subscribe on everything, would you? And I'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on with this show. I'm ecstatic to finally be able to make some picks and predictions for the National Football League because the games begin to mean something beginning Thursday night. Atlanta, Philly, National TV, uh... Uh, it, I'm glad it's here. You know, I'm look, it's still hot out. It's still summer weather. I, I love the summertime. And of course, postseason baseball will be here before you know it. I love postseason baseball. But the fact that I finally get something to do once again on Sundays is pretty thrilling to me. I don't know if that saying my life is boring. Maybe if you want to call it boring, go ahead. Uh, but um, Sunday's a whole lot more thrilling in, in my world, at least. And I, I'll be here to make picks for you throughout the entire 2018 season so i hope you can join me for that enjoy the rest of the week i am out talk to you again on thursday